0: There's no better feeling for me in the world than being excited and passionate and happy about something and getting like to do that for work. It's amazing. I love it, but I don't know how to stop because with my brain, I can have such laser focus into this one thing that everything else falls away and I don't take care of myself. I don't eat right. I don't care about anything else. I don't remember details about anything else. It's only this one thing that matters. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. So today I'd like to talk about something that I have found that has been really helping me lately and I would love to share with those of you listening. Some of you may know I have ADHD. I was diagnosed as an adult at 38 earlier this year, in fact. So it's been a journey to kind of figure out and make peace and understand myself more and also understand why I struggle (laughs) a lot with things. And what's beautiful about it is I've been finding these little ways to accept myself and to notice when I'm beating myself up for not being able to do something in a way that someone else who is neurotypical might do it. And the fact is, we just, we all have different brains and different things that we excel at, different things that we struggle with. And along this year, I took the test, I think it was in February of 2023. So along this year, it's been nice to develop more of a sense of catching myself and going stop you're beating yourself up it's not gonna do anything how can we solve for this instead there's two ways there's like developing a system that works to help me around the problem that I'm struggling with or there's just sometimes accepting it and going yeah this is just how I am and I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna love that part of myself anyway and it can be beautiful if I choose to make it so right I did a house sit Early in the year, and I sat for the same couple twice. Right, they went away, and I was watching their house and their cat. And the first time that I was there, I went to the bookshelf. I love that they had all these bookshelves and so many books to read. I spent my days reading books and kind of just relaxing, working a bit, and all that. But just tore through probably like five or six books, and several of them were by the same author, Lisa Jewell, and it's kind of these mystery like who done it, something happened. It's go through the whole book and try to figure out what in the world is going on with it, and. lost my train of thought there, which is exactly what happens a lot in my life. And I can go, oh my God, why can't I stay on track? Which I do a lot of times, but I'm learning how to laugh at it more and just go, okay, whatever. This is just how your brain goes. So anyway, I read all these books. So I did the house sit. I went away for about a month and a half, came back and sat again at that same house, watching their cat while they were away. And I came back and I saw the bookshelf again. And I saw all these books lined up by Lisa Jewell and I thought oh yeah, I liked her stuff. And I was like, did I read all of these last time? I think there were a few I didn't get to. So I started to pull the books off the bookshelf and I'm reading the back and I'm going, I don't really remember what happened in this book. And then I pull another one and I'm like I don't really remember what happened in this one either. I'm like, I know I read this one. This was the one with the baby, uh-huh and the people and I don't remember exactly who was the bad guy and what happened. And I pull off the next one and I'm like, okay, yeah. And then this was the one where, right, the husband was having the affair and 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 then someone, yeah, the the, the one gets killed, but like, I don't remember who did it. I had a moment where I just stopped and I'm like, is this normal? I read these books. Books like a month and a half ago. Shouldn't I remember who done it? Shouldn't I remember? And like, I can do a vague, if I flip through the pages a little bit, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember reading this, but I don't necessarily remember what happened in it. And it shook me a little bit. I was like, I think there's something wrong with me, but then I'm like, okay, I can choose to look at it like there's something wrong with me, or I can just laugh right now and be like, that is kind of awesome how my brain works. If the information is not important and let's face it, who done it in those books? is not critical to my life in any way, shape, or form. It does not help me to be a better business owner. It doesn't help me to do the things I love, like create stuff and to travel more. Like It is not integral to being who I am day in and day out. And the way that my brain works, it has decided to prioritize the information that is. That's all it can afford to hold on to at any given time. So I had a good laugh standing in front of the bookshelf. And I was just like, look, this is a beautiful thing in its own way. I can reread these books in a few months and I will have no idea what happened. I'll kind of remember stuff, but I'll have forgotten all the details, which is why it's great. My favorite trilogy is Stieg Larson's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. and that is a set of books that I reread every couple of years. Because yeah, while I remember the big points, the major points of what happened, I forget all the little details sprinkled in. So each time I read them, it's not like reading it completely new. There's a sense of familiarity of like, ooh, I remember there's a big mystery. What happened here? Hmm, but there's enough newness that it's fun to read every time I reread these. Now those stand out because they are so good that a lot more of the drama and what happened and everything in them sticks with me. But these other mysteries that I just rushed through a few months ago they didn't really stick and so yeah I had a laugh and I thought this is just life I can choose to to beat myself up about it or I can just laugh and be accepting of the way I am and it makes sense because I've always wondered how so many of my siblings and a lot of my friends actually retain so So much information about books and movies and they can tell me about a movie that I've seen, sometimes a movie that I've seen like three or four times. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it was about a thing and it was about, I don't remember. But they remember the names, they remember the actors who played them, they remember what happened in the movie, they remember the certain dialogue from the movie. And I've always been fascinated by that and thought that there was just something wrong with me. And now I'm very much getting to a point of accepting, like, no, I'm just different. And my brain... If something is not really important to me, it comes in and it goes. And I know that I'm not broken though, right? I know that it's not a bad thing. I know that it truly is about what's important to me because there are other books. There are business books, for example, or books that have taught me stuff about personal growth and development and business concepts and various things that I can then talk about and talk about very vividly, even if it's been a while since I have read them. For example, Johan Hari's book, Lost Connections, which I read in 2023 during the time that I was in Croatia, picked it up not knowing what it was, and just like devoured it, and then went on to tell tons of friends about it. Because it actually was something that I feel like can help me in my day-to-day life and can help my friends in their day-to-day life and reminds me about the importance of dealing with anxiety, depression, and like the causes behind it. And then things that we can all do day in and day out to help ourselves. Things like having purpose, having strong social connections, doing things that are meaningful, getting out and walking and moving and exercise and stuff like that. So I know that I have the ability to retain information. I just know that my brain is beautiful in its own way, and chooses what is important to me and what is not, right? And I know that I can retain things when they're important to me. Like there's the amount of times that I have gotten myself on time to things all over the world. I know that I'm capable. My brain just has its own funky, unique way of being me. So anyway, back to the bookshelf. I did find one book that I had not read of Lisa Jules and I pulled it out and I was like, okay, yep, I've skimmed this one. I read the back. I am 100% confident I did not read this book. And so I sat down and read that and then I can smile to myself knowing, yeah, it's going to, in a few months, that book as well is going to be pretty new and I could read it all over again and probably not remember what exactly happens in it. And that's a beautiful thing. So yeah, there's been a long journey of discovery and just learning to accept how my brain works. And this year has been really helpful for that in teaching me a lot more ways to just be happy and accepting of my brain and the way it is, especially for things like that, where it's not really a big deal. It doesn't matter if I remember those books or not. I'm no longer in school. There's not going to be a test on them. It doesn't matter. They were just something I did for fun and leisure and relaxation. On the other side, there are times when I want to develop systems that help me out because there are things that are important that I don't want to let slip through the cracks. And so I want to spend part of this episode talking about those and something I've found recently that is really Helping me. So I discovered this when I was thinking about my Antarctica footage. I went to Antarctica in November of 2022, and I found myself the summer of 2023 just not having made a move to do anything with all of the video that I took during that trip. And the reason I took all the video. Was because I wanted to share it with the people I love. There are members of my family, friends, so many people I know who either A, have no desire to go to Antarctica ever, (laughs) or B, may not ever have the opportunity. And I wanted to share with them what it was like, but I could not get started because every time I thought of the video, I just thought of overwhelm. I got so anxious, overwhelmed. It was just like, there's no point in starting because there is a mountain of things to do and I can see and feel every single bit of something that needs done and it's freaking me out. And it's overwhelming. And I'm going to go put my head under a pillow. <laughs> and I have felt this way many times in my life. It wasn't till this year and watching more YouTube videos on ADHD and stuff like that, that I realized like, oh, oh, oh this is totally normal. It's totally common. Like it's, it's not just me feeling this way. Letting the mountain get bigger and bigger and bigger while I just go too overwhelming, too overwhelming. I'll just wait a year when it's even bigger and there's more stuff to do and all this chaos. And yeah, so I ignored it. I ignored it for a long time. While I wanted to actually make the videos, I couldn't even get to that point because I was just like, I have to go through it. I have to go and organize it. I don't even know where to start, so I just won't. So what I ended up doing that has been incredibly helpful, so helpful that I've tried to start applying it to other areas of my life is to break things down into super, 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 super manageable chunks. And here's the issue. Like when I saw people say that on YouTube or whatever, it's like, yeah, but you don't understand. It's so hard. It's so hard to like... Because some people will say, they will say to map out a list of everything that you need to do from start to finish for a project. And I find that incredibly unhelpful advice. For two reasons. Number one, that is freaking overwhelming. Like I can list out 187 things that I need to do. And then I look at that list and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm never getting started, but also just because it's a distraction. I can make lists all day long and my brain doesn't exactly work in a list. Like if a list was all I had to do, if somebody said, Michonne, we need you to sit down and we need you to think about a process that you need to do in your life. And we need you to make the best list ever. Like, every single thing you can include on that list for the entire process from A to Z. I could make you that list. I could make it. And it would probably, maybe it would have a thousand things on it. And if you were going to take that list and then go away and I never had to deal with that again, like that'd be great. That would actually be a fun project if all I had to do was make the list. It'd be like, cool, I can make you the best list in the world. I love making lists. Lists are a great way to distract myself from actually doing any work. I can make you lists all day long. But the problem is, is not just making the list It's the fact that I have to do everything on the list as well. So for me, I'm thinking, cool, I'm going to take a month and I'm going to make this amazing list. But then I get sad because I know that there's very little chance of me actually completing the list. Again, this is just for things that I work on alone. If I'm working with other people and they can take off some of that burden and help with the list, that's one thing. But me in general, for things that I need to do, I don't find it super helpful to make a detailed list. Instead, I need to get started. Yet I can't get started because of the overwhelm of all the things that I need to do and that I don't even have a list or a starting point. So it's just like this circling thing that's just basically awful. What I made myself do with the Antarctica Project was to choose an hour and get started. So I set a timer for an hour and I got started that first day. And then I refined the system a little bit more over the next day to make it an hour but 45 minutes and then 15 minutes. So here's how I approach the Antarctic project and here's how I'm starting to approach other projects in my life. Instead of making a list, just get started. So I set the timer for 45 minutes and it's like, all right, Antarctica project, what do I need to do? Well, I need to find my freaking video. Where is it? So I get the hard drive and I plug that into my computer and I open it up and you've got a bazillion photos and videos from Antarctica and I go, okay, I need to organize this somehow. Well, it was a 10 day trip. It makes sense to organize it by day one, day two, day three, day four. And yeah, that's how I'm going to make the videos. I don't care about telling a beautiful story that is all interwoven. My brain, I can't handle that. (laughs) That's why I love fiction, because I'm incredibly amazed at fiction writers, because they can tell a story in so many different ways, not just chronologically. The only way I know how to tell a story is chronologically. (laughs) This was the beginning, this was the middle, and this was the end. I don't know how to do fancy stuff. And I have friends that are YouTubers who do videography and they travel and they tell these beautiful stories and they don't always go from start to finish. They can tell a story in a different way. I can't do that. Start to finish. So I started and I started organizing stuff and there's timestamps on videos and everything. So it's just like, okay, cool. Day one, Monday, you know, day two. I put the dates on those and slowly chipped away. And I didn't get it all done at once. And here's where the timer comes in and is so important. I struggle with the fact that I can't get everything done all at once. So normally what I would do is I would work at a task until I burn out. And then I never want to see that task again. So if I hadn't set myself a timer, I would have gone, all right, I'm going to work on this and work on this and work on this. And then I would fall into this zone, almost obsession of like, I can keep going, I can keep going, I'm getting organized, I can do this, I can get all of these thousands of files organized today. I just stay at my desk and I keep plugging away and I keep plugging away. And it's not healthy, but that's how my brain gets into the zone on a task. And then I look up and it's been hours and I haven't eaten. I have a water bottle sitting next to me that I haven't touched. I have a migraine headache and i'm just exhausted and drained and what i'll do is i'll close the computer and i'll go to eat something and i'll never come back because the thought of going back to the project isn't fun because the project feels like misery and it feels like a headache and it feels like more overwhelmed because all i did was like close the computer and walk away and i'm like i can't even remember what i was last doing again are you seeing a pattern i'm going back to like the books on the shelf i can't remember Where I left off. So it's easier to just not deal with it. And the more days that go by, the less I can remember. And then it's just like starting all over from scratch the next time I come into a project. The way to mitigate that was with the 45 minutes timer. And it was just like, when that timer goes off, I have to stop. So I organized photos and organized photos and timer goes off and I have to stop. And then what do I do with that remainder of 15 minutes? This is the thing that I've found super, super helpful for me is. I will stop what I'm doing and I use that last 15 minutes to tidy up the project so that I know where to start next time. So I have one page that I go to, this document, and I write in a little bit about what I got done that day. I did this. I made a first draft of this video for this day. I stopped at minute 12. I need to start next time, pick up back here, do this, this, and this. So it's two parts. It's the how, what I got done that day, and then where I should pick up the next time. And I also made myself a little note of how things were organized. So I decided to organize all of the folders by day. I got to here, this is here, how to start in the future. I do little notes on that. And what that does is it completely eliminates the fear of coming back to that project because half of my fear at facing a project is distraction. I know that given any little excuse, my brain will go off looking for something else to do. If I have to open up too many tabs, if I have to think too much, I won't be able to get it done. So by leaving myself no choice, it makes it so much easier to come back to the project. And by stopping before I am angry, tired, frustrated, it always leaves me a good feeling around the project. So many times I'm in the zone. An hour is not that much time. I can get in the zone for four hours. Four hours is a sweet spot. But I don't let myself get sucked in like that because I know it's so easy to overdo it. And I don't want to ruin this. So you can, of course, adapt this to you. You can set it in a two-hour increment if you want. You can set it wherever a sweet spot is for you where you've got a good bit of work done, but you're not overdoing it. And I'm always amazed by the 45 minutes. It goes by so fast, but I also feel like I get a good bit done each time. So the way that the Antarctica Project works now, as of when I'm recording this episode, is I am about three days into the project like three days of video, had a first draft done, which is really exciting because the next day is the day we actually reach Antarctica. So that's going to be fun to edit. But what I'm doing is just chipping away an hour at a time. And I've not given myself any time requirements because this is supposed to be fun. So I'm not making it like you must do an hour every day. It's more of just like when I feel like doing it, I know exactly what to do. I open the computer, I plug in my hard drive, I go directly to the page that's called Antarctica Project, and I open it up and there's a thing right at the top that says next time. And it tells me exactly what to do because I filled it out last time. So it's specific and intentional. Connect the hard drive, open the video editing software, open up this project, this day, you're at minute 13, start editing, take it away. Actually, no, that's not true. I have two more very important things in there. Set a timer for 45 minutes, (laughs) set a timer for an hour, because that way I can set the timer for 45 minutes and it'll go off and remind me. And then I don't even have to stop what I'm doing. I know that the next timer will go off at the hour mark. And by that time, I should have everything tidied up and all my notes done and all that. So I'm able to just relax and have fun. I go into the project and I know that I'm not scared that I'm going to overdo it because the timer is going to snap me out of it. And when the timer goes off, I know, okay, you know, you want to keep pushing, Michonne. You know, you want to keep going. This is fun. But if you overdo it, it's not going to be fun anymore. So wrap up. Take your little notes. Every time you leave these notes, you're setting yourself up for success the next time that you come in and get to work on these. So do that and walk away. And it's been wonderful. And I'm starting to apply this to other areas and other projects in my life because I like the neatness of it. I like the cutting myself off before I burn out. And I've worked with a business coach for over a year and a half and from sometime in 2022 and 2023. And one of the things we discussed was my burnout. I had hit a point where I was just working so hard that I burned out. And then I was afraid of working hard from that point on because the only two modes I knew were burnout and then exhaustion and not wanting to get back into my work and then getting into my work and it feeling good and exciting and happy, but pushing myself so hard that I would burn out. And it was just these constant up and down waves, which now I understand a bit more about how my brain works. And like, yeah, there's no better feeling for me in the world than being excited and passionate and happy about something and getting like to do that for work. It's amazing. I love it, but I don't know how to stop. Because with my brain, I can have such laser focus into this one thing that everything else falls away and I don't take care of myself. I don't eat right. I don't care about anything else. I don't remember details about anything else. It's only this one thing that matters. Well, I can't let myself live like that. I need to be able to use that. It is incredibly powerful, but I need to harness it. And so I have found a way to harness it with using timers and set amount of times to go, okay, cool. If you get to the end of this and you're excited about it, it'll be there tomorrow. It's okay. Go have fun with your friends. Go hang out, read a book, go for a long walk. You know that it's there tomorrow. And if you wake up tomorrow and you're excited about it, well, cool. You've got time to go in there and do another hour. And basically just learning how to slow myself down to think about the things that I want to accomplish in life over the long-term and the big picture versus letting myself get sucked into unhealthy short-term habits. This year and in this summer when I started on the Antarctica Project, I've probably only done, to be honest, about six or seven hours of work on the Antarctica Project and it's come a long way. It's gonna need probably, I'd say a good 10 to 15 more. That'll start to be looking really, really good because what I'm doing now, I've only gone through the first draft of videos. I really will need to go back and cut more stuff and see them with fresh eyes and all that good stuff. But it's nice because if you would ask me in the beginning how many hours it was gonna take, I would have said hundreds, hundreds of hours. It's gonna take days, it's gonna take years. Like I can be really dramatic and over the top. But that's what it feels like when you're hiding under overwhelm, when you're just not even getting started something because it seems so overwhelming. Almost everything in life is not as overwhelming as we make it out to be. It's just the fact that we're not doing anything about it. So it's just sitting there in our minds, growing even bigger and bigger and bigger. Actually getting down to it and getting going with it. Huh. If you'd told me that it would have only taken like three or four hours to clean up the video footage and put it into folders, I'd have been like, what? What? I can do that like a Saturday morning. I had no idea, right? I just wasted so much time not getting started. But now that I have this system, it is one that I am slowly, again, Slowly is key here, branching out to other aspects of my life. Because another thing that I do is I tend to go, Oh my God, if this is working, I have to redesign my entire life around this and I need to do it immediately. So. I'm trying not to do that and working on being slow and steady and set and really just like take some time to slowly apply this to other projects, to my work, to how I do things so that ideally in the future, in the not so distant future, my life is a collection of these different projects that are tidied up and organized and I know that I can chip away at them. And if I just am consistently chipping away at them here and there over time, I'm going to make progress on them more so than if I just stay stuck hiding under a pile of overwhelm and never getting going. So I hope today's episode was helpful for you. As always, you can reach out on Instagram at live, work, travel, IG. You can also get a hold of me uh, via email at hello at liveworktravel.com. And if you would like to get started on your freelancing journey, again, this is an area where you may want to just get started, chip away, set a timer. If you spent one hour here and there chipping away toward building your freelancing career, that is more progress than just staying in the phase of thinking about it someday. So I do have a freelancing course for beginners. It takes you through the exact steps I took from zero and knowing nothing about freelancing to actually earning $100,000 in a year all through freelancing. That course is called The Escape Hatch and you can find it at liveworktravel.com forward slash escape. That is all for me this week. I look forward to being back next Monday with another episode. See you then.